Hello, this is Keith James, writer and host of Gus Bibluitz, Basketball Legend. If you like this show, you will love my new book, Greg Maxwell's Inferno, coming out August 10th, 2021, through Humorous Books in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Follow me or Humorous Books on Instagram or Twitter to get more updates on the book. I'll also be putting up Chapter 1 on this feed, so keep your eyes peeled, my little bad boys. And as always, like, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends. Hello, and welcome to Gus Bibliowitz Basketball Legend, the audio series. I am your host, uh, narrator, writer, Keith James. Uh, you can find my work on KeithJamesWrites.com, McSweeney's, Robot Butt, Points and Case, Slackjaw. Uh, anyways, um, if you like this podcast or this audio series, however you want to call it, Please like, subscribe, leave a review, five stars, preferably. Uh, but with that, without further ado, Gus Bibliowitz, Basketball Legend, Episode 6. I'm in the middle seat of a Subaru Outback. My son Corey is driving. His oldest kid is sitting up in the front because he yelled in my face and I'm too hungover and emotional to stand up for myself. His little brother is sitting in the back with me. He's pressed up against the window because I am naked and a complete stranger. I would sit on the other side, but the older kid pushed his seat all the way back and lowered his back support down, so he's lying where I would sit. Where are we going, I ask. To the training facility. We're getting you an IV, Corey says. Thank God. I could feel the air conditioning burning my skin. My head felt like another head was trying to grow inside of it. I looked down at my malnourished penis and testicles. Do one of you kids have a Game Boy or a Zippo lighter? The boy next to me whimpers. Corey. I say, make your kids give me their entertainment toys. If you want something from them, you can ask them. Corey looks at me from the review mirror. He knows I don't know his son's names. What a bitch. I squeeze the kneecap of the one next to me. He looks at me with big doe eyes. Give me your Game Boy, I say. I don't have a Game Boy. I have books. I like books. What books do you have? Math books. The kid is a number reader. I will call him computer. The other one terrifies me. He is lean and angry. His bare feet are resting on the glove compartment. His toes are crooked, most likely from kicking weaker children to death. 
If we were in the wild, I would kill him now, because he would be the only one to challenge me when he gets older. And he would win. I think he's only nine, but right now, it would be a fairly even match. I have no name for him. I will wait until he addresses me. I take a deep, stinky breath and kick my son's seat. I need water. He throws a Dasani water bottle at me, but I slap it out of the window. I said I need coconut water. This is why you're fat. You drink regular water from now on. I'm sorry. I didn't realize that second round picks have to be dietitians to make ends meet. I guess I wouldn't know due to my privilege of being a first round pick and rich and someone who has made girls orgasm. Now you are naked, sitting in my rental car with your two grandsons. We will get you water at the training facility. The one with no name speaks. What are orgasms, Dad? I jump in. Orgasms are things you feel in your body late at night in a motel room just before you shoot big ro- Enough! Corey turns on the radio. NPR. Some soft trumpet. I try to figure out who's playing. Eddie Henderson? Witten Marshalls? Dave Douglas? It fades out before I can get a good read on it. Some disturbing news out of San Jose, California. NBA journeyman Gus Biblowitz has gone missing after holding the Lambda Chi Omega fraternity hostage for 12 hours last night. All members of the fraternity have broken femur bones. Witnesses describe Biblowitz as a naked Salvador Dali painting whose primary job is to break femurs, drink bleach, and steal girlfriends. After a long discussion with city leaders, flags will remain at full mast. Mayor Johnson asked that all citizens of San Jose and the rest of California assist in locating Gus Biblowitz and bringing about some form of mob justice. Computer speaks. Dad, Grandpa's pee-pee is rock solid. Corey is already looking at me. He's furious. I let my son down again. I wish it hurt more. He makes a sharp turn left. You're going the wrong way. I'm going to the police station to turn you in. You can go fuck yourself, you little traitor. I get my thumb pressed in his eye. He grunts. He sends me back with a forearm. Hey, Corey, what do you think is going to happen if you take me to the police? You don't think I've greased their pockets? This isn't Tel Aviv. You're in my playground, fuckface. Corey's jaw flexes. His strong older son is still laying down. Computer has rolled down the window and is screaming that he's being kidnapped, just like the fraternity boys. Corey. I lower my voice to sound gentle and sexy, fatherly style. Take me to the training facility. You're in the NBA. You think I'm the first NBA player to hold a fraternity hostage? Corey's jaw relaxes. I keep going. Corey. You're not in the military anymore. You're a baller. Let's be ballers. Let's go talk to some lawyers, not cops. Corey throws his blinkers on. He makes a soft turn into the left turn lane. He U-turns. 
I see a burrito place. I try to get a burrito chant going with the kids, but they're from Israel, so I'm just saying nonsense. We drive in silence to the sports arena. The training facility was meant for the San Diego Golds. The owners of the Supersonics spent so much for the team, they didn't bother to change any of the signage around the facility. They didn't have the money for it. A couple interns put some printer paper around the facility that says Sonics, just to remind us that yes, we are here, we do exist, and that we have not gone crazy. The lockers and training tables smell like hockey people, who I can only describe as poor and not real sport smelling. My grandkids seem to love it. Computer is smelling all the chairs. The strong one is throwing scissors at the wall. Maybe it's because of the bleach hangover, but watching my son's sons in my workplace makes me think about my human time clock. I read in a Sports Illustrated for kids that grandchildren are the first sign you are in your winter season and that death is far closer than birth. While I'm thinking this, Rudy Poop is screaming in my face. My body refuses to hear him, so it's just random pulses. His eyes are filled with tears. He appears to just have gotten bottom braces, <laughs> which makes no sense. Dad. The sound comes rushing back. Corey is staring at me. What do you want to do? Aqua aerobics with a pool noodle. My body isn't ready for weights. No, San Jose State. Steph Curry just put out a statement. Rudy Poop leans close to my face. He has, he's banned you from the Bay Area. I put my fingers in his mouth before he can close it. He throws up on the ground a little. Steph Curry banned me from the Bay Area. So? You think I need to be around a bunch of old white guys who tuck dress shirts into blue jeans and high-five each other because they are the only ones who can afford to go to the games? Fine, I say. I'll get my Southwest Mile some other way. What about when we play Golden State? Is there a way to appeal? Corey says. Rudy looks at me and I force him to look away. What? Corey says. I look him in the eye like a fucking man. God, he's beautiful. I'm a home game guy. The road doesn't gel with me anymore. Are you hurt? Are you on a minutes restriction? Corey bends down to get to my eye level. I try to hide behind my IV bag, but he moves the bag out of the way. I don't know. Air travel, you know? Get to the airport. Plane might be late. Then I'm at the airport waiting. Then you get on the plane, and you gotta wait for it to take off. Now I'm in the air for three, maybe five hours. Land. Now I have to get my bags. What if they lose my bags? Wait for a car. Get to the hotel. They have to check the whole team in. Whole team! Wait to get my key. Now I have a key to a room that isn't really my room, and I have to, what, sleep in a bed that's not really mine, and what? I, I, I just keep doing this until I get home? My son is no longer looking at me. Whatever. Fathers aren't meant to be their son's hero. You, you, you didn't even mention your stinky gout foot. 
Rudy Poop says. He looks at me like he's helping. I take the cord of my IV bag and wrap it around his neck as a way to say, no, you were not. This little comment from Rudy has grabbed my son's attention. You have what? Computer stops smelling the seats. Corey kicks the IV bag stand, sending the needle out of my arm, and Rudy crashing into a locker. Blood is spurting into my eyes. Rudy is gurgling and tearing at the cords around his neck. <laughs> Computer keeps wanting to kiss my blood fountain to make it better, and it's hard to swallow that this is the nicest thing that's happened to me all week. How do you have gout? I have five MVPs. If I want to have gout, I can have gout. Do you want gout? Is that what you want? To be some guy in his early 50s who has to drag his diseased foot around? Who dies young? Huh. Dies like Kurt Cobain and John Benet Ramsey? You mean like a rock star? I do! You are not a rock star. You are a grandfather. You have grandkids and... <sighs> Corey Biblowitz. Sniper. Trained killer. Let's his eyes go misty. And they need you right now. Well, not, I mean, they need family. Their mother. My wife. She isn't coming back. Where is she? I say, momentarily forgetting she is dead. I, I quickly put my hand up to let my son know that I did, in fact, remember Corey, I understand that your kids are real. I can see them. They are here. You win. I am a grandfather, but I'm also Gus Biblowitz. You get both. You don't get one. I shrug my shoulders as if to say, I just made a perfect point, and this conversation is over. But I guess that look does not exist in Israel because his mean face has not gone away. You are going to lose weight. You are going to play road games. I was told we currently only send two people to play road games. Well, with me, you, we are at four now. Who is Steven Weber? I'm almost pissed off I have to answer this. A beautiful character actor who treads the boards of NCIS New Orleans. He only plays home games. And by home, I mean New Orleans. So he plays when we play the Pelicans. Unless he's hurt. Corey closes his eyes. He sighs. We'll have to get him to leave the show. He made a commitment to this team. I get up from my IV wheelchair. First off, no. NCIS New Orleans is killing it this season. And he is the fucking linchpin. Second, fuck you, son. You are a second rounder. You should be taping my ankles and raising my children. And the only reason why that is not happening is you are my child. And I am a big supporter of nepotism and any structure that keeps poor people out of power. Third, we don't need you. We have Carmelo Anthony. He is a hybrid son-friend-lover in my life. He can spread the floor, kind of. He doesn't play defense, which makes the game go faster. He is my Scotty Pippen. I think I made a good point because no one in the facility, including my son, can look at me. Dad, Corey says. I thought you knew. Sharp Hospital. Trauma Unit. 
Room 3142. Me, Corey, and Rudy Poop are surrounding Carmelo Anthony's hospital bed. He's asleep. His face is intact. Perfect. Every part of him looks perfect. Just how I left him before Amare Stoudemir sucker punched me in front of my face. Just after I went to sucker punch him in his face. But when I look closer, I notice that both of Carmelo Anthony's legs are missing. All that remains are two bloody stumps. He hasn't woken up since we found him. A male nurse says... (laughs) Where are his legs? I ask. Somewhere, the male nurse says. He looks out the window at the clouds. He smiles at us and leaves. I can't help but feel that his behavior was distasteful. But I don't have time to feel for anything else but my little marshmallow. I bend over and kiss him on the nose. His eyes open. He reaches forward and goes to grab for his legs. I push him back. No legs, big guy. Your legs are hasta la vista. Lego your egos. No legs for you. My soup Nazi impression hits him like a ton of bricks. This is his new life now. He has the closure he needed to cry, so he does. I climb into his bed and swing around his body so I can straddle him in my arms. We look like two men practicing bobsledding in their bed. I rock him gently. (coughs) Must have been a hell of a tryout, I say. He giggles. Then he cries a lot. His chest heaves and snot comes out of his nose and falls onto his groin. I rub his back to help him find the words. He did this to me when... When you fell, I... Mello turns around to look at me with his wet, stupid eyes. I I couldn't protect myself. All the organs in my gut twist and mangle themselves to form the words guilt. Because that is what I feel. And I can't even begin to pretend that I will seek vengeance because I can't. Death. Taxes. And Amare Stoudemir. I am sure I can beat two of those things. The other one played for the Phoenix Suns. I hold Mello close. I'm done, aren't I? Mello says. I could lie. I could get him involved in wheelchair basketball. Have him try to make nationals. He doesn't make it. Meanwhile, he cheats on his current girlfriend with some girl he met in Austin who helps out with the wheelchair basketball tryouts. He leaves wheelchair basketball and becomes a sports agent. (laughs) But this isn't season four of Friday Night Lights. This is real life. There's no such thing as wheelchair basketball. As a player, yes, I say to him. He hangs his head. I look at my son. He lost his wife, sure. But has he lost his friend's legs? I let him look at my face so he could see the beauty of my face in grief. I look at Rudy Poop, his shirt, yellow from sweat, covered in IV juice, spider bites all over his arms. I turn to Mello's eyes. But your journey as a coach has just begun. 
Mello turns to look at me. I can hear Rudy unable to clench his butt cheeks in time to catch a panic shark. Gus? Gus? Now hold on, Gus. I, I, I don't have room for salary or, uh, for another person on my staff. If he wants to consult, like be a shooting consultant, okay. We can have some discussions about that. I grab Rudy by the back of the neck and throw him into Mello's crotch. I pin him there. If you knew anything about Carmelo Anthony or basketball, you would know that Carmelo Anthony assists no one. He is a head coach, and he is the head coach of the San Diego Supersonics. No! I refuse, Gus! Rudy screams into Mello's nutsack. I swing my leg over Mello's back and jump off the bed. I pull Rudy off Mello and throw him to the ground. Yield, Rudy, I say with my foot on his throat. My naked body dangles over him. No, and my name is not Rudy Poop. I am Stan Van Gundy. I am a person people know. I exist. I am human. Dad, Mello is not a coach. Stop this, Corey says. I whip around and look down at my son. I am tired of you trying to big dog me. This is not the military. This is my team. You want me to not have gout? Fine. You want me to play a role in my grandkids' life and remember that their mother is dead? Fine. You want me to play road games? I pause. Fine. But if you want me to be a part of this team, you have to act like a teammate. And teammates make compromises, from what I'm told. Mello is our coach. He would whoop your ass and the ass of anyone you have ever played against. Legs or no legs. You could learn from him. And if I'm going on the road, I need someone to party with. And that sure as hell won't be you. Corey looks at Rudy. He looks back up at me and softly nods. I put my hand on his shoulder. Welcome to the Sonics, soldier. You're in a real war now. Okay. That was episode six. Um, again, if you if you like this podcast, tell your friends, like, subscribe, uh, leave a five-star review. It's very much appreciated. If you want to um, listen to some more podcasts, uh, go to KeithJamesWrites.com or Apple Podcasts. Uh, we have the Super Friends podcast where we're going over uh, Hannah B's season of The Bachelorette. You got Mud Fud and K Hemp. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. All right. Uh, well, until next week, take care. <laughs>